You're listening to the Kindred 360 Podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rod Idle, Matt Smith, and Lindsay Terry. The Kindred 360 Podcast is an extension of Kindred Church in Midlothian, Virginia. At Kindred, we help people find their purpose. We believe that God designed us to be surrounded by others who love and care for us. We call this your tribe. We invite you to be part of our tribe today, so enjoy the fun, inspiration, and introspection. All in today's episode of Kindred 360. Now, Pastor Rod Idle. Hey, welcome everybody to the Kindred 360 podcast. We're coming to you live from Studio 77, downtown Midlothian. I got my team here. Say hi, Matt. How you doing, everybody? Lindsay How's Luke? it going? Mike? What's up? And finally, we have a guest with us. Actually, we have two guests with us. We have Dylan and Leslie McCurchy, and uh, they're going to be sharing a little bit with us. Dylan is uh, the owner and uh, president, I guess you'd say, of Dylan Talks Tone Company. And so it's nice to have you here. Dylan, tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, well, I build guitars, and uh, we have another company also that we help people create content for social media and uh, okay that's boring promote Get back to the building guitars media. dude okay. what do you do how do you i mean like do you cut it all out do you form it do you make it do you decide the color all that? what do you do it starts as a block of wood no way and it ends up as a guitar with strings that's one right there it is there is one in the studio right here that we built for it's gorgeous for your too. own mic yeah, is, that, that's is that like deep blue that's beautiful yeah. it's like the same color as a station wagon i think it's great Uh, that is very cool well it's nice to have you guys here we're going to be hearing more from you in a little bit dylan leslie she's not on mic she doesn't have a headset on but she's sitting over there uh, I think she's playing words with friends. So uh, it's nice to have you guys sharing with us today. They're from Augusta, Georgia, which is home of the world-famous Masters Golf Tournament, which I don't know whether you guys know it, but I'm going to go to Florida and play golf this week. Oh I don't know whether you knew that or not. Wait, are you are you serious? I'm heading down to Florida, going to play a little golf. Who's preaching this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to do whatever it is you call what you do uh, <laughs> on Sunday, so that'll be good for you. Um, and uh, yeah, heading down to Florida. I'm kind of excited about it. Actually, as you guys know, I've been teasing you all week. Um, I leave Thursday, going to go down there. Um, I'm going to name my buddies, because maybe if I name their names, they'll actually... You tune know, in. tune into our podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm going to meet Kevin uh, Bean and uh, Bob Sheridan. Bob Sheridan was an accountability partner of mine for about five years, and Kevin Bean was one of my elders down there. And I'm going to meet them on Thursday, play some golf Thursday, play some golf Friday. Then Saturday, I'm meeting my buddy, Mark Lottman, who is a dude who is on fire for Jesus. I mean, that guy... I, I've always loved Lotman because he is not—he is unashamed. He walks unashamed for Jesus, and he and I are going to a conference called the Send Conference. Yeah, and uh, I'm really excited about it because it's talking about taking the gospel to the millennial generation, and so it's going to be an awesome experience. But get this—it is an outdoor stadium, and I'm going to be sitting out there for 13 hours. <laughs> <laughs> 13 hours, 10 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Hey, but you were telling us a little bit about the lineup. I mean, it's Dude, a stellar uh, Francis amount Chan of people, right? And and Todd White and and Bill um, uh, Johnson Johnson and Jesus Sean Culture. Bolt is going to be there. And, yeah, there's going to be just a lot of great. It's going to be a lot of great time together. So I'm excited about it. Going to hang with Mark, uh, and then Sunday I'll get up and I'll go to church 
where our church used to be, which is now called Real Life, um, and um, I'll attend there. A lot of our former members go there. Sunday afternoon, going to play golf. Monday, get up, play golf. Tuesday, finally fly home. So I didn't know whether I had told you guys or not that I was heading to Florida, but I'm heading to Florida. I hadn't heard it. Yeah, I know. I didn't Certainly not 1,000 times by now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, by the way, we're supposed to get snow here. <laughs> and Florida yep. is about 85 degrees right now. Wouldn't it be awesome if his flight got canceled and he's stuck? <laughs> I never liked you, Rosendis. <laughs> never once did I like you. Uh, anyway, so I'm excited about that. I got a lot of things uh, to get ready for, but this is one thing we definitely wanted to have done before I headed out of town. And uh, I'm, I appreciate the time and effort Studio 77 puts into getting this produced for us. And man, I tell you, this podcast has been a blast. We have seen it grow more yeah. and more and more. Yeah. We'll give you some stats. Lindsay, are you going to give stats at the end? Yeah, at the end, I'll tell you a little bit about how uh, we've been growing and cool. what's going on with the podcast. Cool. So. How, how, how awesome is that? So that's been a blast. Now, I understand that we have, Lindsay, a game to play. Is that right? Yes. So we're going to play a game. I tell you what, since we have people out there listening, you're going to have to explain the name of the game and kind of what the rules are, what we do. All right. This game, our small group actually was telling us about it uh, Sunday night. We're like, let's play it. Um, and uh, so I, I bet I haven't actually played it yet. This sounds really fun. Mike, our producer, this is his favorite game I've heard. He loves this game so much. He wishes <laughs> he could play it every day. Mike actually, likes games as much as Mike I do, right? Mike hates games. So. Well, the funny part is that my wife wanted to play this game for her birthday. So my in-laws came over and uh, we had cake and played the game well i've never played it and i hate playing games and then i won the first I was about time to say yeah you... i won the first time so i was like okay well that's dumb let's move on <laughs> <laughs> but then then they found out that i had a weakness in the game and then they schooled me twice like used it against him for the rest of the you had a weakness it's a way to play was it what is this like feats of strength and seinfeld or <laughs> Something like that, or the airing of grievances. So, well, we're gonna play right. it. It's called Blank Slate, um, and basically, it's super easy. I'm gonna read a card, and it, you're either gonna have a word at the beginning, and then a blank, or a blank, and then a word. Dylan's gonna be playing with us, so get your slate, buddy. You got it? Okay, cool. I'm ready. All right, everybody's ready. So, I'm gonna read this, and then you're gonna fill in what goes with it. So, for instance, if I say the word C. Like, and then there's a blank after it. You can write seaweed, but you can't write seat. You can't add a letter. You can make it a compound word or, you know, whatever. Does that make sense? That was super clear. Everybody's ready to go. I can tell. Here we can go. Can you see how confused I look? <laughs> go ahead. So, okay. So if I were to say day, you guys could say daylight. You could say day trip. How you win points is if multiple people write the same thing then you guys get points. If nobody else writes the same answer as you, you don't get points. And I'm going to determine how many points y'all are getting. So here we go. Here we go. Ready? The word is cash and then a blank after. All right. I got mine. Y'all ready? This is called dead silence. So we need to talk through this. All right. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Cash prize. Cash prize. Oh, man. I got cash cow. I wrote cash back. Oh, I was going to write cash back and I put cash flow. You can tell, you can oh. tell he's a business owner, can't you? Cash flow. Oh, man. That's the question he asks Leslie all the time. Leslie, how's our cash flow? Can, can we go up and see Mike or do we need to 
Try to get so, him to buy two more guitars off us. So basically, no one gets any points. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay, here we go. Next one, motor, then the blank. So something after motor. Y'all better write the same thing I'm writing. That there's an RV. Motor home. Motor oh, home. Crap. I got motor home. So we got two so boats and two homes. Everybody gets 10,000 points. Well, actually, right. the home gets more points than boat. <clears throat> because... It doesn't matter. Because it was I'm us. the game ruling. <laughs> yeah. We get 20, right. y'all get 10. Yeah. So, all, all right. right. Good, we're winning. All right, so the next one, play blank. Okay, so real quickly, you got like five seconds. Just make something up. Five. I'm done. Four. Ready. Three. To Playhouse. House. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. One more. Basically, we just won the game, I feel like, with that one. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a different now one. Now I know why you don't want to play this, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, are you going to do the where it's the I'm other way around? The I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I can't do Blank it. Blank table. Go. Easy. Kramer did a book about these. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I should have wrote that. This is an easy one. All Coffee right. table. I wrote ping pong table. Coffee, Coffee table. Oh, boom. Yeah, yeah. So basically, because I'm the only one, I win and you guys lost. <laughs> New rules. <laughs> all right. Well, I lost. I just vote. stayed in the Seinfeld era and I got all of them. That was good. Coffee table. All right. All right. So yeah, it's a fun game. That's I feel a, like with a large group, well, there you go. It could be, it could be. Wild and crazy. It could be more people right. <laughs> Wild and crazy. <laughs> oh my god. So no. all right. Well, that's cool. Very good. Well, thanks a lot, Lens, for bringing that in. Um, blank slate. The game is called. And uh, I know that um, Mike Rosendez is always looking for people to play. So if you want to play, call Mike, and he'll he's be looking glad to set up regular game to, nights. Download he's the up. app. Get a get an appointment. Yeah. And I'm sure it's on his watch someplace. Um, anyway, so uh, thanks a lot, Linz, for yeah. bringing that in. All right. Well, listen, this is a time where we talk a little bit about um, maybe a topic that that can hopefully spark some interest in your life, so hopefully spark some thought yourself on what's going on in your life. And today is a little bit different, guys, than what I usually do. I usually um, keep it a little bit lighter, keep it a little bit, um, I don't know, fluffy, whatever. And uh, this one, I want to talk about something that I think is pretty serious. I want to talk to you a little bit about biblical illiteracy. All right. Um, I heard, a, I actually read an article about Nancy Pelosi, our Speaker of the House, and she quoted her favorite Bible verse. And uh, it was when she was with a group of a bunch of Christian college presidents. And so she quoted a Bible verse. Now, she started out before she quoted it. She said this, I can't find it in the Bible, but I quote it all the time. And I keep reading and reading the Bible. I know it's in there somewhere. It's supposed to be in Isaiah. And then she said this, to minister to the needs of God's creation is an act of worship. To ignore those needs is to dishonor the God who made us. Now, obviously, um, she was trying to make a political statement about the wall and and um, immigrants and things like that. Uh, now, she might have been trying to quote Proverbs 14.31, where it says, those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honor him. Might have, might have been her you know, interpretation, things like that. But what I want to talk to you a little bit about 
is a problem I see in our culture, and it's not just from, you know, Nancy Pelosi or or uh, Donald Trump or anything like that. I see it often um, out in our culture that we have a real problem with biblical illiteracy. I see people right now, if you read Facebook, you see people, especially Christians do this, it drives me crazy, where they're trying to make their point on certain things and they pull a verse out and say it, all right, or write it. Well, it says this. I, Matt and I, you and I were just talking uh, actually today about the wall when people put, well, you know, Solomon put a wall around Jerusalem and Nehemiah built the wall right. and all that, and how non-applicable that really is to what we're talking about here all right, and truth. Yeah. All right, so I see a lot of people do that kind of stuff from the from the church side as well. So I'm certainly not just saying this is all non Christian people, but we have a habit of misquoting the Bible. We have a habit of misusing the Bible. I'm I'm amazed how many people take verses out of context. You know, uh, one of my uh, one of the verses that drive me crazy is when people say, well, you know, the Bible says, judge not lest ye be judged, when that's taken completely out of context of what it really means and what it was really about, okay? And, um, or maybe how about attributing verses that are not even in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Yep. One of my favorites is, God won't give you more than you can handle. <laughs> that's not even in the Bible. But people say, well, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle. And I'm always like, yeah, we get more that we can handle a lot of times, yeah. okay? So uh, I, I think that biblical illiteracy needs to be addressed. I honestly do. And so I want to just talk just quickly about it. I read a Wall Street Journal. The author quoted Benjamin Netanyahu, and he said, Netanyahu said that Moses brought water from Iraq. Now, obviously, what Netanyahu said was Moses brought water from a rock. But he wrote Iraq, the country. And the reason is <laughs> he, he didn't know Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we can look at that. We can laugh. We can say it's kind of funny yeah. uh, how silly that is or whatever. But truthfully, biblical literacy is not funny at all, right? Mm-hmm. Our nation is in the practice of biblical illiteracy. Now, what I always find is our culture shows their biblical illiteracy and preaches it back to the church mm-hmm. and tells them, well, your Bible says this. Now, the problem with that is that the church often doesn't know any different. Yeah. And they go, well, our Bible does say that. And so they might read verses um, to back to us saying, you need to behave this way because your Bible even says that, when actually that's not exactly what the Bible says. And I think there's a problem, and that is that the church has not been able to stand up against it. Now, our culture can read the Scripture with um, with an absence of moral absolutes in their life, with, with a shade of moral relativism, um, and the point they're making, uh, they try to make through Scripture, as you guys know, a lot of times is not the point of that Scripture, right? Right. But I blame the church because we're raising up biblically ignorant, theologically starved, socially acceptable Christians who don't, who no longer are guided by the word, but they're guided by our culture and the way that they're lived and they're told how to live mm-hmm. by an unbelieving culture. And they don't know scripture. I'm troubled by that. When their Bible is misquoted or misused or often abused, they don't stand up for what they know to be true because they don't know what is truth. 
I'm amazed at how um, little we know about the revelation of God in our lives. We act ashamed of the Bible almost sometimes in the church. We act like it's such an archaic language or or whatever that we can't live by that anymore. And we don't realize that it's by those principles taught in Scripture that this very nation was founded. You know, I hear in our culture nowadays this younger generation that wants equality and wants racism gone and wants all these good things, and yeah. they don't realize that that was founded not by man. That was founded in Scripture. Yeah, and we we have to understand that the Bible is the very reason why our nation values freedom. The Bible is the very reason why we pursue equality between sexes and races and classes. Yes. The Bible is the one that helps preserve the dignity of the poor and those in need by helping those. It's the Scripture. The very things this generation cries out for is based in Scripture. But our the church, the people of the church have not made that clear because they themselves don't think that way. I want you to hear me, believers, and then we're going to talk a little bit between us. I believe it's important to not only know what you believe, but know why you believe it. I believe it's important to understand not just what your church teaches is doctrinal or or whatever, but also teach why the church teaches that as doctrinal mm-hmm. in your life. We so often approach the podium of our sermons or or of our life stances, of our defense, of the debate of life. We approach our podium and we are not prepared because we don't know why we believe what we believe. And, and, and Christians, believers, in this nation, in this world, especially the United States of America, that is your fault. I know that we'd like to blame someone else. That's your fault. We get more access to more scripture than any other nation in any other time known to man. I mean, when I get up and preach sermons on Sunday, people don't pull out their Bibles. They pull out their phones and they pull up their Bible on their phone. Mm -hmm. All right. And so it is amazing how quick you can access. You don't even have to say, oh, was that Hebrews 4.12 or was that Hebrews 10.25? You can just type in some words that you remember that verse and it'll come up. That passage will come up. It is so easy. So let me ask you, why? Why are we becoming more and more biblically illiterate? What's your thoughts on that? Matt, what do you think? Well, I think... I think uh, I think part of it is we 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 diminish or we misunderstand what the Bible's role is in our life. Uh, when I first became a Christian, um, I thought of it more as a, a a checklist on the approval of God. Like, hey, if you can sit down and you can read this and maybe say three prayers a day once before you eat, once before you go to bed, and and if you do all these things, then God will be happy with you. And maybe if you're good enough, you can punch your ticket into heaven. And that's how I looked at it, like almost like a chore. Right. Um, you know, the same as when I was growing up, my dad saying, hey, you got to vacuum. You got to do these things. Okay, if I do this, then I'm in good grace. And and the difference is, I, I think people approach it that way. And so if people are studying scripture, it's with that mentality of I just want to come in and I want to. I just want to make it good between me and God. And mm-hmm. there is no understanding that this uh, this book 
is is the very word of God. My favorite verse when it comes to scripture is 2 Timothy 3.16, where it says, all scripture is God-breathed. Every Bible I've handed to a graduate throughout the years, every time I give someone a gift of a Bible, that's the verse I put in there. And I love that verse because that idea of it being God-breathed is the same imagery that's used when God created man. Mm -hmm. He formed him and he breathed the breath of life Mm -hmm. into him. And and it just, you know, so it it gives me this mental picture of every time I pick up my Bible, every time I load up my Bible app and I'm scrolling through reading the very word of God, it's that same thing that God is breathing life into me, uh, uh, a lifeless uh, just form uh, a corpse. I don't know what you want to call it, but if you breathe, if you if you have God's breath in you, all of a sudden you there's animation, there's life. I'm I'm brought forward with with passion, with joy, with all these things, and it's because I'm I'm receiving uh, some time with God. I'm, I'm I'm literally having Him breathe into me, and and I think that's part of the reason why people um, they haven't pushed through to that point. They ha- they haven't understood they haven't matured to that point so i think part of it is is the just the very how they approach is wrong uh, off the get-go Lindsay, what's your what's your best time in your life where y- your day when you can spend time in the word and you can really feel like you're getting excited about what god's teaching in the word like best time of day that works for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. When's that work best for you? Well, I've got two almost now three children in my home. Well, I have three, just one's not in my arms yet, but um so our life can be very busy. My both my husband and I work full time. I've got my kids with me. My oldest is in school and so um in the mornings it's chaos in our house and it takes me forever to wake up. And so for me, it's like once the kids go down, my husband goes to sleep. It takes me a long time to wind down, but then that those are like sweet hours I get with the Lord because, you know, it takes me a couple hours before I'm ready to actually sleep. And so the house is quiet. There's no distractions. No one's yelling, mommy. Um, <laughs> no one's, you know, begging for snacks. And do it's you time read for your me. Bible or do you read it online or do you, what do you do? I do both. I do both. Okay. So it just kind of depends if I'm doing. Um, so sometimes I do um, studies on you version uh, paired sure. with whatever right, I'm reading right. and that, so then I'll read whatever the scriptures are with that through you version. So I'll use my, my phone. If you don't have you version, uh, you should, you yes. need to get it. It's a free app. Yeah. That and will get you in the Bible so much more. That's Y-O-U version. Yes. Dot com. And, um, it, it has, uh, translations of the scripture. It has Bible studies, daily Bible studies, and they're not like 12 years. They're some, some are just like, five or six days. Yeah, you can get it. I just did a three day one. It gives you a topical yeah. one. So you version dot com. Yes. You will love it. You can get an app for your phone, iPad, whatever. You will love that. Site. I use you version. I use you version pretty regularly. Sometimes I'll do a study with a friend cause you can, when you choose to do a Bible study on there, you can do that with people, invite other people to read it with you. So then that's kind of a cool way to connect um, and get some accountability, you know, because then my friend knows I'm good whether I'm with him. But usually it's in the evenings for me is when when I get that time with the Lord more. But Matt, what would you tell someone who says, okay, I want to start getting into this. What 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 one piece of advice, one piece of advice you give? <clears throat> on it. One. I like to talk. Give him the first one. Just That's give him the first one. Here's something I want you to understand. You know, I, I'll, I'll, if I only get one, I'm going to go to the I'm going to give you just one. one. There you go. Um, well, I, I, we were talking at lunch prior to the, the podcast, and um, 
I was I was sharing that uh, I read a uh, the transcript of a sermon from John Piper right. the other day. Right. Um, no, it was a podcast. I'm sorry. And I was listening to it, and the 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 sermon was, "What would I say to my 21 year old self?" I love and that question. Right? I love that question too. I mean, and John Piper is just this insanely successful uh, man of God. And yet still he would say, man, I'd go back and I'd want to do it so much better. And so I'm listening automatically, even as a you know 35-year-old man, like, what, man, this is good stuff. I'll accept this advice now. And the one thing that he said was, I would go back and I would talk to my young, the young version of myself, and I would tell him to read the Bible every day. And not only to read the Bible, this is how he said it, and I love this. He said, I would tell you to make time to read the Bible every day. And not just read, but read until you understood the context of what's happening. Not just with your American eyes, but what is going on in that culture right now? What's what's What had Jesus just done? What has is he about to do? And not only would he read for context, but he would read until he felt the emotion of what he was reading. That's so good. The, the woman uh, who was caught in adultery, until he felt her shame, until he could uh, uh, you know, um, relate to the, the, the men who were angry and the older right, ones right, who right. left early. That's good stuff. And not only that, but then that... You're once, sneaking in three, I'm, aren't I'm, you? No, no, this is yeah, all yeah. one. It's just a long <laughs> one. Compounded. It's, it's a long one. This is why, this is why Rod point. only gives me one. <laughs> and he said, not only would I read until I understood context and emotion, I was there, but it then brought about life change. And I loved that thought of... I want to not just read it. I don't want to just rake my eyes over. It. I don't even want to understand it academically, but I want to get to the point where I understand yeah. what Jesus is trying to bring yeah. about. And I love this statement. He said, you know, I would tell myself I would skip breakfast before I would skip reading the word. Yeah, That's how word. powerful yeah. that life changes. So if you're listening, you know, my advice would be read That'd be a good, and understand that's where you're getting to. That'd be a good podcast someday. What would you yeah. go back and tell your 21-year-old self? I think I'd go back we and say that. to my 21-year-old self, <laughs> yes, mullets do go out of style, okay? <laughs> Matt would go back and have to tell himself, nope, parachute pants are not coming back, okay? But anyway, thanks for that. Listen, listen, you're out there listening. I want you to hear me, all right? It's not always easy to get into the Word. Mm-hmm. All right. It takes a long time. It takes a long time to get into the word to where you're like Matt was talking about what Piper encouraged, where you're experiencing this feeding from it to where it's it's something you desire, not just willing to do or have to do. Where you are desiring, I cannot wait to get into the word because the word feeds me. Mm-hmm. And when we get to that point, when we get to that point, you're gonna find yourself all right, growing, maturing, reflecting more, things like that in your life than ever before. But that does not come overnight. And I always tell people, I guess my advice would be stay at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, continue, continue. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. That's right. You guys have probably heard that, right? You've yeah. talked to somebody who's, I don't get it. I don't get You will. It is a leave, living, breathing document, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible is. It's living and breathing. It works. How many of you, uh, I'm asking for a show of hands, how many of you have read through the Bible? You guys have read through the Bible all the way, right? Yeah. Both yeah. of you. You know it all? No. So why? Well, it's surprised. living and breathing. It's well, still I don't want to say anything, <laughs> but. So it's living yeah. and breathing, right? It's just constantly teaching That's you. Right. There are things, you can read the same passage over and over and over, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's just like, thank you. Wow. You know, with what you're saying, 
my husband says this, it's not original with him. I don't know who said it. Maybe one of you do, but if something's worth doing at if something is worth doing at all, it's worth doing it poorly. Oh man, good word, and right? And for a while I was like, no, it's worth doing well. What a dumb statement. <laughs> but it, then it put it in context, you know, thinking about, some of you might be able to relate to this. Um, maybe you've been so depressed, it's hard to even get up and brush your teeth. Well, maybe you can't get that full two minutes in, sorry, Mel, but 30 seconds is better than none at all. Or when you're trying to work out and get healthy and man, we should work out 30 minutes, however many times a week you can tell I know all about exercise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a few minutes is better than nothing. And so right. if you're struggling to get in the word, maybe you're just not understanding it. You don't feel like you're getting anything out of it. You don't know where to start. Something is better than nothing. Yeah. If it, it's worth doing it, even poorly, it's Good worth word. doing it. Just like working out when man, really, honestly, you're pretty much only getting benefits from working out. Everything that you're putting in, you're getting tenfold back, but there's that, ugh, I don't, I can't do it. I can't do it. That's something that's important to just, it's same with reading the word. Sometimes you're, you start at a place where I don't get it. I don't feel like it. I know you're only going to get good out yep. of this. Yep. You're going to get a hundredfold so back, the little bit it. of work. That's right. And you know what? If you're reading just one verse a day right now, just mm -hmm. stay at it. Stay at it. Don't, nobody's telling you to go out there and be a, a, a scholar. Bible scholar yeah. in a week. All right. But here's, here's my issue. The thing, the very things that I talked about, we are seeing such an erosion of biblical values in our culture. And I can sit there and I can blame the media and I can blame Hollywood and I can blame all this stuff. But the truth is, it's leaked a lot into the churches because the church has not stood up to it. And the church has not stood up to it because they don't know that it's wrong. Yeah. Right. They actually believe what's coming at them. And it's not true. And so we have to understand truth if we are going to be able to identify untruth. Yeah. You can't identify the deceptions of the enemy until you know the truth of God. Yeah. That's right. You said something when we were meeting as a staff earlier, I thought was really good talking about biblical literacy is not just having scriptures memorized. It's understanding what those scriptures mean. Right. That's and right. That, that's so good. And that comes into play with exactly what you're saying. Because sometimes scripture is quoted at you in defense of something that doesn't actually line up with God. And so it's important to understand the context of. of I just what, want to encourage you, all you Facebook posters out there. All right. I appreciate your Christian desire to honor God. I really do. But I think that we have to be cautious of pulling a passage of scripture out and using it to make a political point. Um, make sure that that's what it means. I do believe God speaks to politics. Mm -hmm. I do believe that God speaks to social awareness and social adjustment and mm -hmm. uh, cultural differences. I do believe God speaks to those things, but be cautious. And in all things, I think we can say this, right? Um, and I'm, I'm just talking to you social media people out there that try to defend the gospel or defend God by... Um, putting angry scripture out there. For, I just want to encourage you. We're supposed to do all things in love. Listen, I can disagree with you, but I can still love you while I disagree yeah. with you. And so let's bring the word of God in a way um, that makes it attractive because you'll attract more people with honey. And, and so bring the sweetness of the word of God and allow God to do his work. Right? Yep. 
All right. You guys got anything closing to say on that? I just I just feel like, man, this is a it's a plague in the church. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I mean, uh, if if I had one last thought, there's nothing you're going to do more or that will yield greater dividends in your maturity than to spend time with God. Yeah. Greater fruit. That's nothing. Yes. That's nothing so else. Right. That's so and right. And so jump in right here. You you were even talking about a conversation you had with someone who was, man, I just don't know where where God's leading me. I don't sense it and you held up your Bible and he said, have you read this? And they said, no, I haven't. I mean, listen, God has worked through however many centuries, however many different authors. It's written in three different languages. He's preserved all these different copies for us. Why, if if I put it in the context of God did all that just so he could speak to yeah. you, would you feel special? Would you feel like right. that was worthwhile? Yeah. You would say, yeah, that was, thank you, God, for doing that. But so often we, 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 we forget, that's we God's forget voice. that is what God has done for you. Yeah. So forget trying to, you know, read it in the clouds yeah god's got it right there he, he's yes. got so much more for you and the the great thing about scripture um is that it is always revealing the That's character right. of god it mm-hmm. is always showing you more of him and uh, i just think it's it's such a of great value um in our walk and the the angrier the culture gets toward christian values all right the, the easier it is to be deceived because you are going, things are going to be pushed against you that they are going to try to convince you. I shouldn't say they, people try to convince you that this is right and you have to know what truly right is. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm just going to encourage you, get started if you haven't, keep going if you are. And um, you have so many tools around you. You have absolutely so many tools available to you. All you got to do is hop online. It's amazing the help you can get. All right. Well, thanks a lot for uh, listening on that and uh, appreciate all that um, uh, Matt and Lindsay, you guys had to say. I I appreciate so much uh, sharing with us. Matt, I understand we got some Hot topics. No, you got to say it for me. Do it right. Hot topics. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Play the music for me, Mike. That's right. We're back with a fresh hot topic for you. And guys, uh, I actually, Rod turned me on to this really cool website called Christian Headlines, and I want to share one. Uh, that he actually pointed out to me, and I've read the article now, and it's really cool. Uh, the The article it was posted last month at the end of January, and it's about how a mom finds out that her adopted son and her foster daughter are biological siblings. How cool is so that? Crazy. Isn't that great? Yes. And so the story is that this mom, uh, her name is uh, Katie Page, and uh, she wanted to be a mother, uh, but it uh, her her uh, marriage unfortunately didn't last, but she still felt that need. And so knowing that she wanted to realize that, she actually uh, became a foster mom, and she decided to adopt one of those uh, children that she had originally brought in, and uh, his name was Grayson. And, uh, and it's just uh, this really cool story of her just bringing him into our life. By the way, you want to see the like most beautiful, clearest picture of what Jesus has done in our life is that adoption. I love that. Yeah. And uh, anyways, and so not only did after she had worked to finally uh, finalize uh, the adoption of him, uh, she was approached uh, a month later 
uh, to ask if she would foster a newborn baby girl. Hmm. And uh, and anyway, so as she was uh, working through uh, the paperwork, she realized that the mother's name, they, they don't list the, the last name, but the mother's first name, which was unique, was the same as for Grayson, of this little girl was the same. And so she just inquired of the uh, adoption agency, hey, is this, uh, could you tell me a little bit about this? And come to find out that a year apart, these two kids uh, have the exact same uh, mom. How cool is that? And she ends up adopting both of them. That that is really really cool. cool. That is really cool. And so, you know, it's even greater, like just like the icing on top of it, like that's amazing as it is. And she went and just inquired, were there any other children who are in the system who need? And so they found out that uh, they actually have an older sibling who also is looking for uh, a home. And so uh, the article says that she's working wow. to uh, bring all the siblings How together. Awesome wow, that is so is cool. That? Isn't that a great story? So cool. If you can't feel good after that, I don't know what's going on with you. Yeah, but uh, go, go get a Mountain Dew or something. You need something to uh, perk you up. But isn't that great? But uh, but guys, I don't think that's good enough. We got to kick it up a notch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are we looking at? Here? We're going to introduce a new segment called Hotter Topic. How do that's you say that? Right. Otter topic. <laughs> you gotta, gotta drop it now. That, that doesn't work, does it, Mike? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's right. And so here, give it. Give us the music for the hotter topic. Hotter topic. All right. That's right. Now this one, we're doubling down on it. And what makes it hotter? Well, it's a little bit more fresh. And uh, let me tell you about a story that actually happened uh, yesterday the, uh, from the day that we are airing. Uh, the, the story is that uh, there was a woman who was flying from, uh, she was headed to Fort Lauderdale. And, I'm um, going to Florida. Yes, you okay. hadn't heard, right? Yeah, <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And while she was on the JetBlue flight one, uh, 1954, she actually gave birth to a little boy. I'm oh flying jet gosh. blue too. Yes, so yes. Don't give birth. Should I? <laughs> Should I give birth? <laughs> Should I, give, <laughs> Should I, I give gotta birth? be careful. It's what a if thing I, now. What so. if I do that? That's crazy. <laughs> so what's cool about this story is not only uh, is it a happy ending. Yeah. There were uh, the the. Uh, the the staff of the of the uh, aircraft jumped in. There were some people who came oh in, gosh. provided some That's medical so assistance as well. Uh, she she every, must have given birth early. Is that it? Because usually, don't doctors don't lo- want well, you? Well, a lot fly? of airlines won't let you fly after thirty seven right. weeks. Yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't say uh, that, but wow. uh, every, everybody's healthy. Yeah, everybody's questions. happy. Oh, that's good. Uh, they actually got to their destination oh quicker. Gosh. I guess they, you know, obviously <laughs> put them up so. their priority list. <laughs> They ran uh, but, all the lights. But what's cool is the name of the aircraft is Born to be Blue. Like, isn't that such a great coincidence? So did they name the kid Blue? And so what they have now said is they are going to rename the aircraft to the name that the mother gives this little Aww. boy. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? That's really and that's, cool. Uh, so there you go. So just a cool hot topic. And I that's thought cool. uh, I thought uh, we would uh, maybe in our, uh, our Kindred uh, 360 Extra, maybe we could talk about our favorite uh, stories from when our, our kids were bored. And so if y'all want to hear a little bit about that, you got to gotta stick around. That's right. All right. Well, very cool. Thanks, Matt. That's that's really good stuff. I appreciate it. Lindsay, why don't you wrap us up with some of the kindred news here? Yeah. So um, 
we've got uh, Easter coming up. You guys, um, we're so excited about it. We've been planning and talking a lot as a church. We're going to be having two services this year. Yeah. You'll be hearing more from us about the times and all that. Um, and it's just some cool stuff coming up for Easter. So we just want to go ahead and put that bug in your ear. Yep. Pretty excited and about uh, that. really excited about that. Uh, so make sure um, also that you get on our Kindred 360 podcast page on Facebook. That's a really great way to uh, connect with us, to track the latest uh, podcast episodes if you're not already following us on iTunes or Podbean. Um, and that's also a really great place to catch the extra live that we do. Right. Um, after a lot of our podcasts, we do a little bit of Facebook live. So you guys should tune in for that. And um, we've been having some new downloads lately. So over 700 downloads. Wow. Mike, why don't you nuts. give us some of that documentation over there for us, bud? Yeah. So we average, well, it doesn't say it today, but we average anywhere from five to 10 downloads a day. Um, we, when we actually post. Thanks, mom. <laughs> when we actually, when we actually post a uh, podcast, like a new episode, we get a huge spike for a couple days where we get, um, you know, 17 uh, downloads in seven days. So that's kind of cool. And then for the map, it shows, uh, Kenya, Kenya. is a new uh, download. It actually is one download. I thought it was two, but... Um, Listen, if you're in Kenya, or if you're listening to us anywhere other than the United States, I mean, if you're the United States, too, cool. Listen, like, connect with us. Get on our Facebook page and just shout out hey to us. Yeah, I'd love to Because we totally know who you would are. love to say hey and know who's listening. I, I think that that's amazing. Kenya, it makes you wonder... Why? <laughs> There's got to be a connection. I mean, I guess it Do could we know, be. Does anybody know anybody in Kenya? Why? It could be that somebody think... just is like, hey, let me look up cool, you know, church podcasts. But and when you Google cool church podcasts, we ours come is up. number one, yes, of course. Duh. But there's got to be a cool story. Maybe you know, somebody in, said something. Yeah. Maybe he typed in a kind of red church <laughs> and he got Kendra Church podcast. You, know? you never know. I don't know. But well, I mean, we've got Australia, we've got Philippines, UK. Um, Canada, actually, we get tons of uh, uh, downloads, like 13 downloads this recently um, for the Canada, so uh, huh. Mexico. So, so yeah, yeah, crazy. Get on our Kindred 360 podcast page on Facebook and connect yeah, with us. Yeah, we We'd would love, love to, to talk to listen, you. Listen, if, you, if you're downloading this anywhere, but uh, especially outside the United States, we'd like to know um, where you are. And uh, uh, so if you could, that'd be great. I promise you won't get a bunch of documentation, flyers, invitations, yeah. tithe envelopes, yeah. uh, things like that from us. Okay. We're just, we're just kind of interested to see who they are. So uh, excellent. You yeah. got anything else, Lens? That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, listen, I want to give a last uh, shout out a little bit to Dylan Talks Tone. All right. Dylan McCurtry. Now, Dylan, I'm looking at this bad boy. First of all, I didn't realize that cotton picker's heavy. It is. I mean, that what what kind of wood do you make that out of? That one is alder wood. Alder wood. Mm -hmm. I, I dated know what Cindy kind of wood alder that is. wood. I wonder if but... any relation. Also, he's gonna uh, feel this guitar. Is? This guitar is actually special in what it does. It's not a typical guitar, though. What do you mean? What it does? It's uh. Well, Mike said I want it to do a thing, so we had to make it do a thing. Oh, um, girl, sorry. It, it's pretty cool. Basically, you can run two separate amps with it. 
So each one of those pickups, those white things right there, mm-hmm. can be sent out. Uh, that's like the microphone of the guitar, and that can be sent out to two different amps so he can uh, make it make two different sounds at the same time. No which, way. It's yeah. like built-in really cool. stereo. It's exactly what yeah. it is. Yep. So both those white things right the there, pickups. those are the pickups. Yep. And those are the microphone of the guitar. Correct. So they pick it up, but they pick up two at the same time. So, do, and it runs through two different amps or something? That's correct. Do I sound like I know what I'm talking about? I was so going to say, we've like inadvertently walked into another tech segment with Ron. Here we are. Yeah, yeah, this, this is the is, unofficial number three. Yeah, You combine Guitar tech gear and music. With Ron Idol. Oh, you got me. I'm in my sweet spot oh, right yeah. there, baby. Um, so... That's a guitar, correct? That now, is. Um, so, are we going to post some pictures of this on our? Yeah, our I think we should. Page? This I is think gorgeous. we should put some. It's a beautiful guitar. Yeah. Tell me about something else. I was noticing. What is that along the neck? What is that made of? The uh, white. The, the white thing. Yeah. Uh, that is mother of pearl. Mother of Those pearl. Inlays. Yeah, still it's one of my favorite mother commercials of pearl ever. Beautiful. That particular, it's synthetic because we don't like to use. Angry against the earth stuff. Sure. Uh-huh. So, but sure. that that is synthetic. But it's mother Just of pretty. pearl on alder wood with yeah. two pickups. And then that fretboard, the where, you put your, where you put your fingers, right, is a piece of Brazilian walnut that is actually reclaimed. That used to be in the um, Coney Island boardwalk. No that, way. No. That used to be part Wait. of the Coney Island. That's so fun. That's red. Is that what you do? Do you look for materials online, try to bring them in, and say, I could probably use that? Are you pretty creative that way? Or Typically, the guitar industry for many years has used pretty exotic woods um, and materials. It just happened because furniture then became instruments, and then sure. instruments look like furniture. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so we um, do everything we can to use sustainable Bring sustainability to musical instruments. That's okay. a, a thing for yeah. me. I, I really try to do that. Very love very. that. You know the well, cool, cool the cool thing. Story too. The cool thing about Dylan and I is that this how this guitar came about There's is nothing that cool about you, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> the power of social media because he came up on my feeds for social media for Facebook, and I was seeing like you know when you when you start clicking on stuff, it populates, and then you start seeing more That's of right. that. Right. And so I was seeing like all these feeds, and I was like, okay, let me just check this out. So I was watching him and watching him, and he has really good YouTube. Like he, you have ten thousand subscribers on YouTube, right? Yeah, something like that. Thirteen, yeah, thirteen, fourteen thousand. So like. He has tons of following, so when I was watching all of his YouTube channel stuff of informational about building guitars and what he's doing and stuff, it really sparked me to start reaching out to him. So we started talking on social media, and then we I got into where we built a guitar, and now we're actually doing collaboration things together, and he's going to be doing stuff for Studio 77. I help him out with his stuff, so it is like yeah. in eight months, nine months, this is it's coming to this. You know, Friendship is born. And we think alike, so that's pretty dangerous. Oh, wow. <laughs> Leslie, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Hey, listen, uh, Dylan, Leslie, we appreciate you guys being here. This yeah, is This is really slick, and, yeah. and it's just absolutely beautiful. Like, 
if you, if someone would, if I wouldn't have known you and I wouldn't know Mike, and someone said, "Yeah, that's uh, that's handmade by a dude," I would have went, "That ain't handmade. Come on, that's like perfect." So beautiful, beautiful stuff. Good job. Um, I want one, but I want a Nerf guitar. All right, <laughs> total sponge. All right, everything sponge. That's what I want. So if you could get going on that, and one that'll play itself. I'll pay you about you. twenty-eight bucks <laughs> right off the top. I think I think that's doable. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's awesome, you guys. I really do. I really do. So and l- listen, I cut you off last time. Give a little plug to your other company, your your social media company. Oh yeah, uh, digitalcontentdriven.com. That's mm-hmm. we we help people manage their social media. And what I tell you is it, it makes it easier for you to just do what you do. And then we just make sure the world knows about it Awesome, uh, That's cool. with the social media stuff. And then we also shoot a lot of content, video content. Uh, we do podcasts, kind of the same stuff Mike does. Just um, are you better at it? Because we might want to talk. <laughs> no, no, he's he's we no, do Mike's it. awesome. Mike. Our stuff's a little different. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Uh, we do demos and tell you if your product is good and all that kind do of stuff. Do you target cool. musicians more? Uh we have in the past. Okay. And it's turned into all kinds of crazy yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really passionate about helping people when they have something that they're trying to tell the world about mm-hmm. to make sure that that they have the right voice for that. Cuz you can get lost in the internet, yeah. you can get frustrated with the internet and social media and it can become a trap. But if you can focus your efforts while you're using it, then it, it, it makes more sense. Well, I think that's yeah, awesome. That's I, uh, I, I get a little lost in, in social media, but my, MySpace account, um, <laughs> I got, I got 12 friends right now. And, um, who are your top five? Huh? <laughs> my top five. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, uh, well, thanks you guys for being here and thanks for listening this week. We want to remind you that we are at 10825 Midlothian Turnpike and we have worship every Sunday at 10 o'clock and we would love to have you with us. And one last thing I forgot to tell you guys, I don't know if I've told you this or not, I'm going to Florida. No. All right. So I'm heading to Florida and you're not. So, hey, everybody. <laughs> Uh, God bless. Love you. And um, we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Kindred 360 podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to check out our additional podcast, Extra 360. And be sure to subscribe to the Kindred 360 podcast to stay up to date with our most current episodes. We want to thank you for listening today and have a blessed week ahead.